Get down here. <laughs> All right. You ready? Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 12th episode of MHR Radio Podcast. I am not joined by Kyle Montgomery tonight. Uh, it's the second week off where he's, I think he's shilling for Tom Brady. I am not joined by Avery Schlereth either. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that I get to actually speak with the one and only Jan Wang. Hello. <laughs> so Jan, Jan has actually been with us every single episode in which we haven't figured out a way to uh, kill Jan and murder or and hide his body in some fashion, one fashion or another. But Jan's actually behind the scenes on every single episode. But he's we uh, get the pleasure of hearing his voice today. <laughs> yeah, we, you guys need to stop talking about killing me because my mom listens to this podcast and she gets worried and <laughs> sends me a text like, "Are you dead?" I'm like, "No, mom." Kill, did those white kids actually kill you this time? Yes, that mountain guy from Flagstaff is you know out to get me. Hide your body wherever we want. They'll never find you. Okay. <laughs> so this is actually probably, other than maybe the opening night, the most important Bronco game of the season. Um, and it's coming off of what The Onion describes as uh, the, their headline story yesterday was, Bronco's perfect season ends with humiliating win over Jaguars. <laughs> oh, I thought that was pure genius on their part. They hit the nail on the head with that headline. I mean, the line was so high, twenty. I think it was 27 points by game time, which is still a record in the NFL. Um, but you're just not going to be able to top. You're not going to be able to hit it, really. And, and, and I think we won by 16 points. That's, that's pretty impressive for any NFL team. Yeah, you said it, right? Um, you, you mentioned hitting it. Like, those Jaguars uh, this past Sunday came out to play. It was as if it was their Super Bowl. I mean, they they, they were down by two twice. Mm-hmm. They actually, I think, they came know, out and played inspired football. You are Justin Blackman having a career game. Like, people showed up for the game, and, and I think that's going to be that way as long as the Broncos are undefeated. It's going to be that way for the Broncos. It's going to be that way for the Chiefs. It's going to be that way for the Patriots. It's going to be that way for the uh, Saints. Even though you know the Patriots and the Saints are are, are down a loss, um, you saw like the Patriots game on on Sunday. Like they went to the wire. I, I thought they were going to lose that game. I think every game is going to be like that for Denver from here on out. Like they, it's an NFL staff. It's an NFL team. The players get paid just the same amount of money as the Broncos get paid. Why why aren't they going to show up? I just figured. I mean, I actually like when the score was. 14 to 0. I actually thought it was like, whoa, just two more touchdowns and they'll cover. <laughs> they're going to cover the spread. Uh, but, but again, um, I mean, it, Justin Blackmon, he, he had an incredible game. And I don't even know if it was, um, it was because we didn't get a good rush on the quarterback or if it was just um, Champ Bailey's um, first game back that he just had a high responsibility. I made. Mean- I made a, a notion, an, uh, a motion, I guess, if we're going to treat this like like um, Senate or law. I made a motion to declare Danny Trevathan the closer. He's now <laughs> – he's no longer Danny Trevathan. He's now the closer because he just closes out games two weeks in a row. Cowboys game interception. Jaguars game interception. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know that 
you're missing Robert Ayers. You're missing Wesley Woodyard. You you have hobbled Chris Harris. You have Champ Bailey coming back from his first game. You're still without Von Miller. I mean, that's five of 11 starters. And uh, Malik Jackson really stepped up. I, 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 I've, you know, I've been preaching about Malik Jackson since last season. It, my three Bronco like dark horses were Malik Jackson, uh, Nate Irving, and um, Danny Trevathan. And finally, those guys are getting kind of the the um, uh, publicity, I guess, that they deserve. And Malik Jackson might even you know stay on the yard if we have we have. We're not quite to the preview of, of our Colts game, but we'll, we'll get into it in just a little bit. So one roster move this week was uh, Tavares King, who was the Broncos' fifth-round draft pick, is now on the active roster after um, the Green Bay Packers made at least their, their intentions known uh, that they planned on signing him to their active roster. He's, he's been on the scout team uh, for the Broncos ever since the uh, beginning of the season. He was cut, passed through waivers, didn't get picked up, so the Broncos were allowed to sign him to their scout team. But it's not often that you see a fifth-round draft pick make it um, onto the uh, scout team. But as soon as there was an opportunity, you know, Green Bay had, I think, two healthy receivers right now, James Jones and, and Jordy Nelson, and that's it. They were trying to get King signed. Uh, so the Broncos forced the Broncos' hand. They signed him to the 53-man roster and cut uh, linebacker Adrian Robinson. In the meantime, Adrian Robinson was brought on just prior to the season as a kind of a vet um addition uh to back up our our young linebacker squad because we had a lot of inexperience there how did Tavares King do during the preseason game he um he, he I don't know that he was he, he didn't stand out but you look at a guy like Bubba Caldwell Bubba Caldwell is not a bad receiver and I think he'd be a starter on any other team in, in the league it's just that you're sitting behind Wes Welker Eric Decker and Demarius Thomas but you do have Eric Decker coming up um, at the end of the year, and is he going to have a contract? The Broncos are they going to re-sign him, or is he going to, you know, sign with big money to Kansas City or Houston? You know, some some place where um, he can be even more featured and and possibly drop even more balls. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cheap shot, Eric Decker. I'm sorry, you're the one out there catching balls. I'm not the one um, out there catching balls, and uh, I really like Eric Decker. I, I I think he's a he's positive influence in the community, and he's the second or third best receiver on the Broncos roster right now, which is saying a lot because the Broncos have a ton of talent at receiver. Um, coming out of the Week Six game, the Broncos now lead the NFL in points with 365. They lead the NFL in yards per game, offensive yards per game. That's not defensive yards per game that would be a bad statistic but offensive yards per game they have uh, 476 on average and then they have a 58 percent rate on third down that's really hard to stop you on that is definitely hard to stop <laughs> i mean we're talking about like these i mean the numbers that stands out for me comes from uh, the most is peyton manning um mm-hmm. i was doing some research earlier and it, uh, i mean we're, we're we're done with what six games and peyton manning already has like close to 2200 yards you know, passing yards and 22 touchdowns to some quarterbacks. If they're lucky, they'll be, they'll have those numbers around week 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look at like uh, Colin Kaepernick, who's, who's by any means, not a bad quarterback, eight touchdowns. That's so for eight touchdowns, you know, so pedestrian. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way the, the league is. I mean, you see Peyton Manning's, you see Peyton Manning's line for, 
you know, the records he's beating. And then you see a little bit further down guys like Sammy Baugh, you know, guys who just have played in, in like the 10 game era who had these records <laughs> and he's, and Peyton Manning's whooping them, which is really encouraging. And the Broncos themselves have, you know, can set records. Um, I think they're fourth right now, all time in with 17 uh, straight wins in the regular season. I think they're tied for fourth and they only need like two more to pass the 2000, I think it might be the 2004, 2005 uh, New England Patriots. And then they keep winning like through into the playoffs. They'll pass that 2007 Patriots team, which we all know, um, you know who they were. So um, do you think that we're going to continue having a, you know, a pass-happy offense, or do you think that's going to slow down? The plan was, and maybe this was just disinformation or propaganda or whatever you want to call it, the plan was to have uh, uh, Monte Ball as a starting running back by this, at this point in the year. And he's not. He, you know, we saw him against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was the game to break him in. And he's, he dropped two balls, um, two sure balls. And I think he, I don't know how many times he ran. I think it might've been like four times. There's really a small amount of, of, of work though. But you see them sort of, I mean, and then Noshan Moreno gets three touchdowns. And in reality, that could have been Noshan getting three touchdowns. It could have been Ronnie Hillman getting three touchdowns. It could have been, you know, ball getting three touchdowns. It could have been each of them getting one, but um, the Broncos insist on, on putting Noshan Moreno in there. Uh, I think because defense have keyed in on the fact that if Noshan Moreno is in there, he's likely going to block, but he can also run. You know, so if if, if you see like a Ronnie Hillman in there, the Broncos are are probably going to run the ball with him, being that he can't pass block. You know, it's it's a little bit of a tell depending on which running back is is in the the game. But Moreno's uh, in his defense, he's actually doing well running the ball. He's leading the league in touchdowns. He does not suck, as LaShawn McCoy might might say or point out. He's eight touchdowns. He's uh, he's setting records with the Broncos. He's not setting records with the NFL just yet, but um, yeah, he's setting all-time Broncos records. And he's another one who's on a contract year. So um, you know, he's it, it's gonna. I don't know that I don't know that the Broncos resign him though. How how expensive is he going to be? How loyal is he going to be to the Broncos? The Broncos have stayed loyal to him through. Through some personal issues um, and injuries, and but you know he's he's repaid them at every he's repaid them for their kindness. Last year, the Broncos wouldn't have been thirteen and three maybe without No. Sean Moreno coming in when he came in and and, and just wrecking shop with uh, uh you know as the Broncos never skipped a beat once Willis McGahey went down. I don't, I don't I actually think like I don't, he would not do as well in other offenses. I, I agree. There's a lot of uh, I think there's a lot of Broncos like that actually, but unfortunately, you know, as a player, you're not going to want to point that out to another team. And and after a first contract, like Eric Decker's coming off of, of a rookie contract in which he didn't make maybe as much as he deserved, but you know, you're going to re up and and make the money that you know you're going to tax the next team for what you should have got paid in the first place. And that that's how you end up on. The Pittsburgh Steelers, or you know, like one of these Tennessee Titans, a team that probably doesn't have a future or much of a future, but I can't blame anybody for that. I guess so. In Indianapolis, the big the big storyline this weekend will be that Peyton Manning's returning to the Colts, but in Denver, the big story is going to be that Von Miller's back. Yes, Von <laughs> Miller is back. 
Crazy Von Miller is here to save us all. And um, you can't say necessarily that he's been missed as the Broncos have more sacks right now as a team than they had last year at this point when they had Elvis Dumeril and Von Miller. But I think you kind of eliminate, I don't know, how, how many yards, how many total passing yards do you think you eliminate by having Von Miller on the field? I'm talking about in pressures, in, in sacks, in just his, his coverability, whatever it may be. You're probably eliminating... 75 yards, 80 yards, you know. You think he could turn around the Broncos' um, defensive Well, They actually lead the league right now in <laughs> passing yards allowed. But that's because right. the, because most all the teams that we've been playing, you know, the Giants, the Cowboys, um, they all have been playing from behind, and it's been constant shootout. Of course we're going to give up some yards right. because teams are constantly trying to come back in the game. Right, yeah, and what I've seen a lack of in the last uh, two weeks with, with the Cowboys game and even the Jaguars game, the Broncos never really, early in the season, they had that opportunity. There was the second half, and the Broncos just you know pinned the ears back, full bore at the, at, as defense, and yeah, the, you know you might give up 50 yards, 60 yards on a drive passing, but the team was being punished for it. You know, receivers were being hit more, quarterback was getting hurried more, quarterback was coming up like Gaspin Ferrer, and I think Von Miller just just kind of heightens that uh, for the Broncos' defense. The Broncos have been playing without, you know, th- last week um, they played without uh, Wesley Woodyard. They got Champ Bailey back. Um, Chris Harris was hobbled with, with the concussion, and, and Robert Ayers wasn't able to, to play against the Jaguars either. So you're, you're talking about a total of, like, four guys from your, from your starting lineup. Um, and I don't know that that makes the difference in 14 points or seven points or three points for, for um, points you're giving up as a defense, but it does account for something. And then this week um, on Wednesday, we, we got news that uh, Woodyard and Ayers were both limited in practice, but at least they're participating. And I'm, I'm a guy who's never given uh, Woodyard the credit he deserves, but when you see a team or even see a Maurice Jones drew, kind of having a decent game against the Broncos. That's got to give credit to your middle linebacker who's been there that whole time for you. Yeah, I definitely feel like his presence was missed on the field this past Sunday. So what you what you have is an interesting uh, setup, though, because you bring back Von Miller. He replaces who? Nate Irving? Mm-hmm. Nate Irving was supposed to be the middle linebacker. He's been replaced by Wesley Woodyard who has been replaced at weak side linebacker by Danny Trevathan. So now you have, now you have this luxury of riches. And then Sean Phillips is, is in the mix there too. Like, what do you, what do you do? Do you take out Danny Trevathan, move Woodyard back over to middle linebacker or sorry, to, to, to weak linebacker, put in uh, Nate Irving at middle linebacker. And then you have your strong linebacker is Von Miller. Do you, run predominantly uh, nickel defense since I assume the Broncos will again be playing with the lead, even though they are playing a strong Colts team. Um, you're playing more nickel. Uh, so you have uh, Woodyard and and um, Irving in, at, or Woodyard and Trevathan in at linebacker, and you just move Von Miller up to the line. So he's playing opposite Sean Phillips or, or Robert Ayers. There's, there's a lot more options, um, and, and it's pretty intimidating. Like think about a defensive line containing – Robert Ayers, Sean Phillips, Malik Jackson, and Von Miller, or you know, replace Malik Jackson with Derek Wolf, or replace him with with Mitch Unrein or or Kevin Vickerson, whoever. Just name your you know, pick your poison. That's 
that's a lot of uh, depth. That <laughs> <laughs> cause for headaches for coast defense, you know, coast offensive line. I'm sure. Speaking of headaches, what do you? What kind of headache do you think uh, Jim Ayersay woke up with this morning after he drunk tweeted last night at, <laughs> about Peyton Manning? <laughs> he, I don't know. A little part of me thinks he knows what he's doing. He's over here throwing, you know, playing a hero's welcome for right. Peyton Manning and trying to, and then then you know just then putting his foot in his mouth talking about how they only won one Super Bowl with Peyton Manning in the 11 years in 11 playoff appearances you know um there was a time when John Elway hadn't won a Super Bowl but had lost 3 and that was the predominant amount of John Elway's career you know up until 1995 John Elway hadn't won a Super Bowl this 12th season I, there were times in in the Dan Reeves era. I think Dan Reeves like flat out tried to get rid of John Elway and wasn't able to replace him with Tommy Maddox or Sean Moore or you know whoever he wanted. And then Dan Reeves ultimately got fired over it. It's you just wouldn't see Pat Bolin, you know, commenting on how John Elway. You know, we got in the playoffs a bunch of times and and yeah, he won an MVP in '87. It just it just doesn't happen. So I think you're exactly right. I think it is just kind of mind games you put a 40 minute tribute to Peyton Manning I don't know if Peyton Manning's going to participate in the tribute or if it's just supposed to like maybe he pays attention to it while he's trying to get ready for pregame maybe it's just on his mind when he's coming into Indianapolis but um that along with the added emotion of the owner you know trying to create this like Super Bowl like uh atmosphere for this game and I really gave the Colts a lot of credit up until Monday night when they played the Chargers. I, I thought the Colts were the second best team in the NFL. Where would you put them now on your scale after the, the Monday night game? I don't know. I mean, they're. I mean, they're. They 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 had an impressive win over San Francisco, but now I'm starting to think that maybe San Francisco is just not as good as they were last year. Right, and you got uh, Seattle beat Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two teams, two teams in the if you had to bet two teams in the NFC that would be in the Super Bowl, it would they'd probably be it. You know, maybe you can make an argument for Bears. Earlier this season, everyone was picking Atlanta. Atlanta's definitely not going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh there the NFC the NFC was supposed to just dominate the AFC, and the AFC has just completely killed the NFC as far as talent goes. And even beyond that, the AFC West is it's so much better than than in the AFC West is the best conference in football right now. You got, yeah, it's extremely underrated right now because you got yeah two undefeated teams out of the Broncos, the Broncos and Chiefs, and you have a resurging Chargers. All of a sudden, Philip Rivers looks like he's trying to be the you know MVP, and mm-hmm. even the, you know I, I'll say even the Oakland Raiders are somewhat trying to um, they're they're actually competitive and they're actually um, they have new life. With their, I agree with you. Yeah, with their new quarterback. And, and you just named you just named well, the Chargers beat the Colts and the Raiders came dangerously close to beating the Colts. Granted it was week one, no one really expected Terrell Pryor to be worth anything. Um, but yeah, they, they went neck and neck with the Colts up until I think the Raiders even had a chance to win up until the end of the game. They just weren't able to punch it through. But the Colts have had trouble with the Raiders. They flat out lost to the Chargers, um, 
beat the 49ers, beat the Seahawks. This is a 4-2 and two team going up against a 6-0 and o team. Yeah, it's a home game. We're having to go into Indianapolis. But it's, I'm not going to say it's a home game for Peyton Manning necessarily, but it's not. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a crowd that's mean towards Peyton Manning. I can imagine a lot of people like kind of kind of golf clapping when when Peyton Manning does something well, or maybe out of habit they'll just flat out um, cheer mm-hmm. <laughs> for old times' sake. I'm thinking. I mean, and you know, this is actually um, you know the Colts don't get national um, national televised games very often, so this is going to be like all eyes on Andrew Luck and. Um, I don't think the Colts want Andrew Luck to win the game with his arm, mainly because they don't want it to get into a shootout. Right. And and the Broncos' defense, you can say whatever you want about them, but they have shut down um, some of the best running backs in the league. You look at LaShawn McCoy came in as the number one running back, wasn't able to do anything. Ray Lewis, or Ray Lewis, oh, my God. Ray Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Same guy, different height. Yeah. yeah. Um Ray Rice, you name him, Darren McFadden. These guys were all, you know, expected to be really well, and actually are pretty decent running backs even this year. Um, I don't know that you're going to see Trent Richardson worth much, and you got Reggie Wayne on uh, Champ Bailey on Reggie Wayne, and those guys go back ten years probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and then T.Y. Hilton and and Dominic Rogers Cromartie uh, matching up against each other. Got Chris Harris back in the slot, I, and you got Von Miller just making Andrew Luck's day miserable. I'm sure like, Von. I think I'm thinking Von Miller. If he can come out and make an immediate impact, it's going to be a long day for the Colts. If he just comes out just stuffing runs and getting to the quarterback, it's gonna. This game might be. This this game can probably get out of hand by the third quarter. It might. Get ugly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, we had we had uh, as fans, I think we overlooked the Jaguars, but I think a lot of fans even overlooked the Colts, other than like the nostalgia of Peyton going back. And I felt as if the Colts are probably going to be our biggest challenge, possibly of the season, because I, I really do feel in my heart of hearts that the Chiefs are an imposter. I think the Chiefs are playing the Texans this week weekend and i think the texans will beat them no matter who's at quarterback i just don't think the chiefs have been challenged really and 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 someone would be really quick to point out that the broncos have played the same exact schedule and you're right but there's there's differentials um the chiefs don't have peyton manning the you know no no one's gunning for for uh (laughs) alex smith the same way that they're gunning for peyton manning um, the Chiefs also get, you know, the Chief, the Colts the Colts game will be in when the Broncos play the Colts, they're going to play in Indianapolis. When the when the Chiefs play the Colts, they're going to play in Kansas City. When the Broncos play the Texans, they're going to play in Houston. When the, when um, the Texans play the Chiefs, they're going to play in Kansas City. There's just there's just you know differentials in, in everything. And then beyond that, the Colts get uh, the two worst teams from from uh, I think the AFC North and the two worst or the AFC North and the it to be the AFC East. So, yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. I, I'm going back to what you mentioned about like our, our week schedule up to this point. But you know, when the when the schedule came out, we we're like, oh my god, those first six games, you know, <laughs> or actually excluding Jacksonville, those first four games actually was actually something that people were like, like, oh, the Broncos could probably finish out like two and two without Von Miller or something like that. Right. We're just hoping for, for two and four and then Von Miller would get us back out. 
we're six and zero, oh, and our best defense really has been Peyton Manning, which is okay. But now Peyton Manning doesn't even need to be our best defense anymore because we're, we're literally stepping forward into the, the Indianapolis game on Sunday with our best defense. This is the best defense that the Broncos can field. This would be your Super Bowl defense, and and for the first time this season, the NFL gets to witness it. I think it's it's gonna gonna be a good time for the Broncos. What do you think? The uh, so what do you predict? What's the score? Prediction? I hate predicting scores. I like predicting specifics. I like to say Von Miller will have two sacks. I like to say Peyton Manning will have five touchdowns. Um, Andrew Luck will have two touchdowns. Uh, like I like predicting like that. The Broncos will win. I have no idea on the score. It, it, it's going to be a blowout. Is it going to be whatever? Um, I'm predicting predict- blowout. I'm going to go with blowout. I'm going to yeah. go. I'm going to go 38-10. 38 10. Okay. Heck yeah, 38 to 10. I guess we'll go. Yeah. I mean, if we want to do it that way, I'll say I'll give the I'll give the Colts 21. And then I gotta boost up the, the Broncos a little bit because I think you can't account for the Broncos scoring a touchdown on defense or on special teams. You know, so you've got Peyton Manning throwing four to five touchdowns, which he's average averaging four touchdowns a game. So it's not absurd to say he'll throw four touchdowns and maybe go five. Uh and then you know, Trinan Holiday runs runs one back, or or Danny Trevathan, the closer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Danny on the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Danny's a Danny's a unique voice. I'll say that he's got some Southern wisdom in him. That's that's fun to fun to hear his Kentucky accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, my man. Thank you so much for for stepping in. And uh, again, so you, so you. So the listeners here at, at MHR Radio Podcast know Kyle Montgomery is working directly with Tom Brady. So uh, take that information and do with it as you please. But that's that just so happens to be the case. Mm-hmm. He's, I hope he's not polishing his eyes for Tom Brady. That would, that would might be. be. I might have to do with polishing something. I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Sorry. <laughs> so let's, uh, check us out. Um, We'll be back on a regular regular day next Wednesday. Um, just had a long long trip from New York, and it happened to fall into our exact time when we record. So we'll be back with you next Wednesday. Kyle will be back. Jan will be here, and we will have a special guest for that uh, Washington Redskins game. It might just be Mike Shanahan. Just kidding. It's Robert Griffin III's uh, wife. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. All right. Uh, Have a great day. Thanks for listening. See y'all.